You're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap the greatest movie of all time. Today on the show, Rocky. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me Welcome, everyone, to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, the immortal Rick Barrasso. And I, the big rock boasty, Rick. We're going to watch every single movie ever made, every single one, and we're going to help decide which is the greatest of them all. And Derek, I believe we have a guest today, if you want to introduce him. I believe we do have a guest. He is my kin, my cousin. Mark Bollicino himself in the flesh. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome. We're to doing the show. good. And Mark has his own podcast too. Mark, what's your podcast? Uh, the Achieve Balance Podcasts, uh, New Balance based podcast. Mark loves the New Balance product products. <laughs> Excellent. Well, check that out. But uh, wait until you finish this episode uh, to uh, to check that one out. Uh, we are talking, we're talking The Rock today. We're talking Rocky. Uh, we're ending June, which is our uh, uh, annual month of celebration. Last week, we finished out The Rick's Pick with Dune. I would say a controversial episode. I would, <laughs> I would, I would say, I would say we're going to, it's a, it's a, it's going to be one of those episodes that if you listen to it, you're going to have to agree with one side or the other. Don't go down the middle. Pick a side, you cowards. All right. Let's see. But uh, check that one out or check out any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe and review it if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. Uh, if you enjoyed that one or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We're the greatest movie podcast on Facebook. Excuse me. We're the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rec on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and as our old sparring partner bruce wayne would say tell your friends about us but now let's go the distance with rocky rocky is a 1976 american sports drama film directed by john g Avildsen, i believe it's pronounced uh it stars uh, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, Talia Shire as Adrian, Burt Young as Polly, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed, and Burgess Meredith as Mickey. Made $225 million in a $960,000 budget. It's got an 8.1 on IMDb, a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 70 on Metacritic. 70? 70. You, Metacritic. Metacritic can suck my balls. I mean, many points lower than doing a Metacritic. I mean, uh, <laughs> are we going to compare Rocky to Dune right now? I mean, Come on. <laughs> well, uh, Derek, you know, you got Ebert, uh, Ebert thought of it. Did you like it? Loved it. Four out of four. I still hate him. Fuck Ebert. He <laughs> says a description of it would sound like a cliche from beginning to end, but Rocky isn't about a story. It's about a hero and it's inhabited with supreme confidence by a star. Uh, 
Siskel also liked it, but had maybe the weirdest review, like the weirdest line I've ever pulled for one of these. Gives it three and a half out of four, and he says, Sylvester Stallone is as likable as a basset hound. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's like that's like that card that you and I pulled in the uh what's that game? The Cards Against Humanity. It was like the last known bison. <laughs> <laughs> that is so random. You know what? Siskel's my new enemy. Ebert, you're off the hook. You can stay dead. Why do you yeah, why do you pick on dead men? Why do you pick fights with those who can't defend they, themselves there? And that's the point. I don't have to fight them. I can just say shit all, all day long. Fair enough. Uh, for negative one, Richard Schicknell from Time says, the story is achingly familiar, and though Stallone has a certain power, he is certainly not the subtlest actor to crawl out under Marlin's overcoat. Um, there's a <laughs> lot of comparisons between Sylvester Stallone and Marlon Brando in these reviews. <laughs> like, He's like, I think he, he's like I'm, this new tour. He's the new Brando. This is a Citizen just, Kane. Just this, I'm going to say this ahead of time because we're already talking about it. Marlon Brando is one of the greatest actors that ever lived. Sylvester Stallone, this might be his best performance ever. Everything else goes downhill for from here. I mean, he's 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 very good in um, some stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, but yeah, he's. You know, he, I, mean, I don't think Stallone will ever be known for his acting per se, but he, he put this script together and it's fucking awesome. I mean, we talked about the, I, I think he should have won best supporting actor the year the first Creed came out and you're know, playing the same. I gotta, I gotta go back. On, yeah. I gotta go back he, and watch those. I did see both Creed's, but it's, it's weird. Creed one is like a, a masterpiece. It's like, to me, it's like, if you look at this entire series, it's like Creed is up there. And, you know, I, I think I, I, have a special place in my heart for this one more so, but Creed might be the better movie. Mark, um, did you see the Creed movies? I saw the first one. I didn't see the second the, one yet. Yeah. The, se- you, the second one you got to see because like 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 uh, Ivan Drago is back. Oh, okay. And he's like, it's about his son and stuff. It's really fucking weird. It's a callback. It's, 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 the whole movie just reminds yeah. you of Rocky Four. It's weird. It's well, I mean, it, it makes sense because you know it's it's Adonis Creed has to deal with uh, with his father's death, and you know that's at the hands of. Of, of Drago, but right. it, it's not as good as as Creed one, I think. But it's it's fun. It's worth right. wa- watching as a fan of the series. Um, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see what three is going to be because Stallone's not in it, and it kind of makes it's sense. Be, like, if, if Clubber Lang doesn't come back to fight, there's no point in making that movie. He was supposed to be in in the first Creed, at, like eating at Rocky's restaurant, <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> yeah, like it's Spider Rico instead of instead of Clubber Lang. Oh and, yeah, Spider. That's right. Yeah, right. like that was gonna be that was gonna be Clever Lang, which makes no sense because of all Rocky's opponents, like Clever Lang's the only one that's like I fucking hate this guy's guts. Fuck this guy. Right, he insulted right. my wife in front of me. So it really makes no sense that he'd be like, yeah, we should just eat right. in my restaurant. We're cool now. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's like, he's like, hey woman, hey woman, yeah, give me something to my apartment tonight. I'll show you a real man. It's yeah, like, fuck Whoa. that guy forever from Rocky. <laughs> Dude, oh man, I'm excited now. I'm excited to talk about Rocky. I'm, I'm getting. Into Let's do it. it. We're getting it. We're getting. Do you hear that Bill Conti score coming up in your in, the, in your head? Oh, Bill Conti is a fucking legend. All right, I'm sure we'll talk about Conti, but let's uh, let's talk about what happens in the movie in case you have somehow not seen Rocky and you're having trouble following along with us. Let's get <laughs> you up to speed on what happens in the movie. Derek, 
Do you have a song? Is it Bill Conti or just count me down? I'm going to, I'm going to play the Bill Conti. Uh, okay. The song, the, the, the song going to fly now. Well, Rocky. okay, here we go. Well, this is, this is, let me explain for our new listeners. Uh, we, each week we take 30 seconds and I try to squeeze the plot of the movie into 30 seconds and make it make some kind of sense. And sometimes yes, Derek and I, just plays I, a song I, instead of timing down with a, uh, with a stopwatch. Right. You can't hear the song, but you can imagine it. It's All in right. your head. You know what go. it's doing right now. Coming down. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Go. Rocky Balboa is a journeyman boxer and small-time enforcer for the local mafia. He's being in a relationship with Adrian, the shy sister of his friend Polly, when world champion Apollo Creed is out an opponent for the fourth, for uh, the bicentennial. He picks Rocky as a replacement because he's clearly a white man and Apollo feels to be marketable along with him being black. Rocky trains with Mickey as on again, off again trainer and decides we probably can't win. He can at least go the distance. Rocky and Apollo have a classic fight that goes to a close decision that Apollo ultimately wins. Rocky celebrates with Adrian. Yeah, all right. You squeeze it in. I squeezed it in. I, I was trying to make sure that you, I, I need to go the distance. I was trying to make sure that you would, stop i cut you off right before we knew who won the fight so we'd never know yeah that i mean it is <laughs> it's one of the one of film's greatest mysteries exactly <laughs> who wins at the end of rocky who's, <laughs> exactly who's luke skywalker's father what does rosebud mean who wins the fight the three bit the three big ones uh three big ones all right yeah. so let's uh as we do each week talk about our favorite scenes we rank them three two one let's go around mark as our guest you're up first. What's your f- third favorite scene in Rocky? So my third favorite scene was when Mickey went to Rocky's apartment to, you know, try and be his manager after treating him like crap. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like that scene. That that almost made my list because I think Burgess Meredith is phenomenal, and he gets to kind of just be like, ah, hat in hand, tail between his legs, right, and just Stallone gets to yell and scream and you know do the you know sort of sort of thing Fucking stinks. you uh, know we're I'm, we're gonna talk about it again because it is on my list but i just want to say it real quick um there was a lot of improvisation during that scene that sylvester stallone does that's really excellent that i read after the fact and one of those things that makes that scene so awesome to me is that moment where rocky basically gives up on mickey he's like you know what like just get out of here basically and he goes into the bathroom and Mickey goes to leave and he opens the door and he closes it because he forgot his hat. He puts his hat back on, but Rocky heard the door close. So Rocky comes out thinking Mickey's gone, but Mickey's still there. Yeah, he's and that awkward, like, he does that, <laughs> that he's sort of awkward, like, oh, you're still here. And I love that moment. It's a very real moment. Um, and then Rocky's screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like yelling. And one of the things he says is, it stinks. It stinks. My apartment, like my apartment stinks. And he actually threw that in there because the bathroom that he was in did stink like shit. <laughs> when they were filming, so like that was actually a real thing that Sylvester Stallone put in there. Yeah, I I love that Rocky is he's the the journey of Rocky in this movie as much as it is like physical and you know getting up to to fight Apollo. It's very much emotional in that he can't really he doesn't really show vulnerability at all except to in this scene to Mickey and like kind of throughout with Adrian. Yeah. Like he's like, even, even like he can't yell at Mickey until Mickey's out the door. 
Right. He, you know, he like can't even tell him to leave. He just like literally just goes back in the bathroom and just makes it super yep. awkward. Right. You know, and like the, the big scenes, and I, I, I would be surprised if it made anyone to list, but maybe it did. But the, the scene, um, you know, on Christmas, uh, or not, not, when, not on Christmas, when, um, when he learns about, uh, when, when he's on TV for the first time and he's leaving, uh, he's leaving the house. And like his big thing is just like, this kind of bothered me. And it's, it says to Adrian. And that's like the yeah. first time he shows any like vulnerability at all. Right. Especially in his line of work. Like yeah. breaking thumbs for the mafia. Like you probably shouldn't show a lot of emotion. Right. You know, but it, what's funny enough though, is his boss, he seems kind of like a nice guy. Yeah. You know, it's, he's like, for somebody who's like in the mafia, like he's like, Oh, is like Rocky? I know you didn't break his thumb. I know you didn't, but he like lets him off the hook. Cool. He gives yeah. Rocky money. He's like, Oh, do you need money? Like, Oh, you're going on a date. Here's some money. Like he's a nice guy. Everyone in this movie who is like set up to be the villain ends up being like not a bad guy or right. like not having negative traits that you'd associate with a villain of a movie. In a lot of, in a lot of ways, the, the villain of the movie is really the streets of Philadelphia and what they can do to somebody. It's they're, yeah. They're, it's like Rocky's circumstances or the villains. Yeah. You know, it, right, like a, right. Apollo certainly is more explicitly a hero in later films, but even yep. in this one, he like shows heart. He like, he digs deep and he like, like goes to war and legitimately, you know, wins the fight as far as we know. Yeah. We don't see the whole fight, but it's not like everyone's like Rocky got screwed. They touch on that kind of in the second one, but it's like, it's a very close fight. Some people think Rocky won. It's he's, he doesn't take him necessarily seriously, but once it comes to it, it's like, he's there. He's, you know, he's, he's not a coward. Right. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's, it's, uh, that's, that's one thing I really like about this movie, but Derek, what's your number three scene? So my number three, again, uh, I, I say this every week, but this was difficult. There's a lot of great scenes in this movie. Um, but my number three was the way Apollo Creed chooses Rocky Balboa for this fight. And he's looking through a book and yep. he's looking at all these names and he just sees the Italian stallion. He's like, that's the guy right there. And it's almost like if Rocky didn't have a good nickname, he wouldn't have gotten the fight. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like really just a matter of luck at this point. It's a, you yeah. know, it's, it's a, it's a guy who has nothing, who is nothing, you know, and he gets this opportunity and he can show the world what he can do. But it's, it's, it's almost like it really is like a lottery type thing. If he didn't have a cool nickname, he never would have got it. But I think it's very interesting, especially a couple of years ago. I remember I was thinking about it and I hadn't seen the original Rocky in a long time. And I was like, wait a minute though. How did he get this fight? I forgot about that scene and how it works out. And it is just completely fucking random, but you know, and then the whole story, I mean, and then then like, you know, somebody gets lucky and then what eight movies later, he's like the biggest legend of all time. Yeah. Um, It's very interesting. It's, it is interesting that it's like Apollo in that scene is so much like, he doesn't say I'm fighting Rocky Balboa. He's like, the Italian stallion. Italian stallion. Yeah, he's a uh, lot of a lot of a lot. I mean, the three of us are Italian. A lot of non-Italian people love to use that I Italian. Italian. Yes, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's like the casual like slurs in, in this movie. Like uh, Mickey, it's just like you damn dumb dago. Like it's like oh, okay, like this is <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing this. 
Um, um, this is this is part of my part of my miscellaneous, but apparently they wanted in the original script. I guess Mickey was like way more racist. Yeah, oh, shit. like over the top racist, and they were like, "Let's tone it down a bit." <laughs> Gonna make him likable, Mickey. In this, right, it's, exactly. it is funny, like how much this series. It's the other. It's the Stallone thing, where his two big characters are Rocky and Rambo. And if you look at those series, it's like the same arc almost where like the first one is like a character study. And then like, it gets progressively more and more just like an action movie. And then at the end of the, by the end of the series, like, Oh, actually it was, just, it was it's been a character study the whole time. Let's bring it down a little bit. Uh, right, it's, right. It's, it's very interesting. Like the arc of his career. Yeah. Um, but uh, my number three scene is the scene where Rocky, it kind of goes to, to, to what we were talking about before, where, you know, the arc of Rocky as a character is like embracing his vulnerability as a, as a man. And it's the scene where he expresses to Adrian, you know, all I want to do is just go the distance. Like, I know I can't win. And it's so rare to see that it, from a, a protagonist in a movie. Just admit, like, I'm outgunned, can't do it, can't win. The best I can do is just try to not be knocked out. And and that's that's why Rocky Balboa is such a lasting character, I feel like. And he he ultimately is vulnerable with Adrian. And that allows him to persevere in the in the fight. So I think it's it's yeah, you know, and it's you don't get to say it a whole lot, but it's beautifully acted by Stallone, you know? It really is. You're right about that. And and I think that, um, you know, w- what it really is, it's skill versus pure strength, brute power. And I think Rocky knows that. He's like, I can't match Apollo's skill. There's no way. But I know I could take a fucking punch. Right. So <laughs> Rocky takes a lot of abuse, but he's got some really hard hitting fists. So it's it's kind of a, an interesting thing to just like strategize about boxing. And we see it later in Rocky three when he's like, Am I stronger than Clubber Lang? Absolutely not. But I can make him pissed off and tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, with Apollo, it's tough because he's very skilled. He's very cocky. But it could be his downfall as well. And that, that shows in the first round of the fight where Apollo was literally gets knocked down the first time in his career because he's too cocky and he doesn't take Rocky seriously. But And to touch upon what you said, I think that him being vulnerable, that's in every Rocky movie. There's always yeah. a point in every Rocky movie where he's like, I am afraid. Yeah, And I love that about that character because it's like, especially for like, you know, masculinity nowadays where it's like, you know, men can't cry, men can't be afraid. Yeah, we certainly can. We're fucking human and we're afraid all the time. And I love to see a big guy like Rocky, who's a fucking great, you know, boxer and a tough guy from Philadelphia. He's like, I am terrified. And that makes his character so much, much more down to earth and relatable. Well, I mean, that leads us to our, uh, you know, uh, often, uh, you know, our um, in it, it not or inconsistent weekly feature, uh, the weekly Game of Thrones reference in which I'm going to say. I thought it was going to be the Nazi kill of the week. No, no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, no. what Nazi died this week? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if Mickey was if Mickey's like stories was like cause Mickey's Goldsmith he's, or Goldmill. I think is uh, he's, he's a Jewish character. It'd be great if it's like I killed ten Nazis in the war. Uh, <laughs> great. That's that should go in. That's if we're going to have to. <laughs> My my Mickey. least favorite part now is that's not in there. It's Mickey killing Nazis. No, it's uh, of course it's you know it's how can a man be brave when he's afraid? It's the only time a man can be brave. Right. Yep. 
you know, Game of and, Thrones. Love yes. It. So, yeah. And I, I think that it's, it's again, I think it's why the characters lasted because he's, he's well-rounded. He's not, you know, despite the fact that, you know, once you get into the, you know, three and four, he's fucking, might as well be Superman, you know? Um, but Stallone, I mean, like, look, he's fucking chiseled out of fucking granite. Like he looks like a real person in this, but, but like once it gets to the eighties, it's like, okay, like we get it. But you know, even then he does have that, like, he does have that fear and he uses it. Certainly does. So, uh, so Mark, what is your, what's your number two favorite scene? So my number two scene was your number three. All right. Yep. And we can, and we can, uh, you know, talk about it a bit more, but yeah, I mean, I think we, we said quite a bit about that. We kind of rolled with that, but um, yeah, I mean, is, is there anything else you wanted to touch on as far as, as far as that scene? What, what, um, you know, grabbed you about it? No, I think you guys, you know, hit the nail on the head. It's just a great scene. Absolutely. Derek, what do you have for two? So my number two was um, the Rocky Mickey argument we talked about before. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's an interesting thing because I, I almost was stopped myself while I was watching it. And I'm like, it, it is par- I know part of Mickey is like a, a very, very truthful, like, listen, you are going to fight the champion and you need a manager. I'm not saying this because I want, you know, I want all these things for myself. You literally need a manager. You can't go in there without a manager. So I'm willing to do that for you. And Rocky is like, fuck you. I needed you 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, go fuck yourself. And I love that. I just loved it. And then Mickey tries his best to be like, you know, back in the day, I fought this guy and I did this and listen to this story. And Rocky just doesn't care. And I love that about him because Rocky is like the, the name Rocky is kind of like a great name for him because he's kind of yeah. got rocks in his head because he isn't the smartest guy in the world. But well, he does it was know- it was interesting. It's like because Jen was watching with me and Jen does not like it. She's not a Stallone fan at all, and she's like, he sounds so dumb whenever he talks. And it's like the character's yeah. supposed to be a little slow. Yeah, he's supposed to be a little slow. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of Italian people get that too when they the way they talk. Yeah. You know, we get that 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 thing sometimes, but like. You know, it's just amazing. And then a part of me is like, I wonder if Mickey is like, ooh, this is my time to shine as well. I don't think it's maybe like 10% is like Mickey's like, you know what? I need this in my life. But the other 90%, I, I feel like really makes me feel like, no, Mickey's trying to help at this point. And then later on in the movie, you really find out Mickey's like, listen, I, mm. I, I treat you like garbage because you could have been a great fighter, but you work for the fucking mafia. So yeah. fuck you. It's, it's and I very love much that relationship. Like- well, I mean, every every hero's journey story has the 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 older mentor character. You know, that's that's a big part of it. And you know, Mickey fills the same role as Merlin, as Gandalf, as Dumbledore, as Obi Wan Kenobi. It's it's yep. when you break it, when you take the the dressings and the trappings of what the actual plot is structurally, he fills that role. And it's interesting yep. to have that character be kind of shitty to you at first, you know, and like insult you at first, you know, it's yeah, like, it, I mean, M- Mickey, Mickey strips him of his locker. Yeah. He strips him of his like dignity in that gym. But later on in the movie, Mickey's like, listen, you know, there's a reason why I'm a dick to you. And this is why I don't, I don't like your choice of lifestyle choices, basically. Right. Um, and it, 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 that's the perfect scene to make things very well balanced okay, I understand Rocky and I understand Mickey now. 
now let's get them together and make this good. Right. <laughs> they understand each other now, you know, and now they can work together. Yeah. I, I um, yeah, I, I, this is a great scene. Yeah. Uh, so my number two scene. So I'm going to make a comparison, like a movie that I did not expect to be comparing Rocky to another episode we did, you know, I think like a year and a half ago at this point. Uh, or was it, yeah, well, it was Home Alone. Right. And I'll tell you why I'm comparing this movie to Home Alone. Please because, tell me why, Rick. Because yeah, in my sense. head, the the like tricks portion and the traps portion of Home Alone is like an hour long. And in my head, the fight at the end of Rocky is an hour long, but it's right. only like 10 minutes. Yeah. In actuality. Exactly. I think we all feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I like paused it right before I like, had to get up, like right as the fight was starting, I paused it and I was like, how are there only fucking 13 minutes in the, in the movie left? And like Apollo's coming to the ring. This makes no sense. Right. You know, it, I, but I think to be, to be fair, they, they go from like rounds one and two to like 14 and 15. They skip yeah, the no, I, I know, fight, you know, I know, but it like in my head, it like it lives so much larger and that's a credit. So my number two scene is the fight and I'm going to, you know, basically count everything from the entrances up to the very end of the movie uh, for this, you know, you yeah. have the, the opening with Apollo you know, in the jabs and you have Rocky with the uppercut and just be like, Oh, it's a fight. And you have uh, uh, Tony Burton, I think his character um, is, is the actor's Duke. name. Duke, Duke. Yes. Duke being like Duke. I love is like throughout the movie because he's like, he's the only one taking it seriously. You know, the, yeah, this, he's the one this, watching him on TV. Like, yeah. look at him beat. Look at he's him. Like, look at him punching that meat. Holy yeah. shit! And he's like, "You should watch this. You should watch this." Yeah. And he's got. I love that character because throughout the series, he has Apollo's back. Like he's yeah. he's ride or die for Apollo, and it's like it's a yep. great friendship throughout the and throughout the series. He's also he's also in Hook. Is who's he in Hook? He's the one who like drops the scorpions down into the boo box. All right. <laughs> He's like, uh, Glenn Close he's like, was like a son to me. He's like Captain Hook's like second, like, you know. He's the second mate. Know. Let's call him the second he, mate he, behind he, Smee. He's, he's the second After mate. Hook and Smee run away to get married, get married at the end of that movie. I'm sure he faked his death. Yeah. He's okay. the captain. He's the captain now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so let's get to it. Uh, let's get to uh, to number one scenes here. Mark, what's your number one scene? So my number one scene, um, which is like the main thing I think of Rocky, whenever I think of Rocky's, is the training montage. Sure. That's yeah. It, 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 get, it makes me think that I'm going to start working out. I haven't worked out in years. So. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. I, I'm the same exact way, dude. Every time I watch Rocky, I'm, in my mind, I have all these grand schemes of like, all right, this is it for me now. This yeah. is all the fire I need. And then I, I mean, 10 minutes later, I'm eating a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like two, I do like two days of yoga and then I'm like, ah, I just try to sleep. <laughs> you know? That movie can do to just get you all amped up and jazzed up and think you're going to start. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I, I literally, I can't think of any other movies that do that to me. I get so just, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this week. I'm going to like, and I'm, I'm always like, I'm not going to train to be a fighter, but I want to train like Rocky so I can yeah. get in shape. You know, and then, you know, usually Rocky three does it for me. That montage of him and Apollo running on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, it's to me, it's Rocky four where it's just like, yeah, all I need to do is go out into a cabin and just train old country way and just get and fucking, grow, just, grow a beard. <laughs> yep. And just like, yeah, exactly. 
What's that? Dude, he does those cr- just chop wood. Yeah, exactly. Chop wood, Dude, chop wood. He, carriages, he does, or he whatever. Does those crazy, crazy sit ups that he does in Rocky Four. Oh my god! Where they're yeah. like, they're like he's like holding on with his arms and he's like bending his body downward. Yeah. It's like, oh, it looks so painful. Yeah. Whenever I watch that, I'm like, I could do that if I really tried. No. <laughs> As I was, I was watching Rocky. G was in the other room, and she overheard me. I was like, why can't I do one handed push ups? <laughs> she just started laughing in the kitchen. And it just made me feel so sad. I'm, I'm picturing you with like a rib in your hand, being like, "Why can't I do these fucking push-ups?" Uh, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Flintstone style rib, yeah, beef rib, <laughs> yeah, humongous, humongous in my hand. Oh man! Oh my god! So, Derek, what's your what's your number one? My number one is actually right after the fight, um, because it all it all kind of comes down to this one moment where Rocky doesn't give a fuck yeah. if he won the fight or not. All he cares about is, is is having Adrian there. And I feel like Adrian's the only person in his life up to this point he really fucking cares about. Yeah. And throughout the entire movie, Rocky's very pushy. He's not... And we'll get to a scene later on where I kind of feel like maybe they should have refilmed it a little bit. I but think you, we, they, might, we might have the same scene. <laughs> you and I have the same scene for sure. I know we Wouldn't, do. But, yeah. So Rock, Rocky's a little pushy, but I feel like he's... He's not pushy because he's a jerk. He's pushy yeah. because he he's really dumb. does want. Yeah, he, I don't think he's dumb, but I think he really does. Like he needs that love. Like he needs a hug. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a guy who's alone. So when he's after the fight's over, you know, I love the screaming Adrian's name over the commentator being like, "It was a split decision," and Rocky's like screaming her name, and he's like, "I love you," and you know all that stuff, and like it just it makes the movie so much better for me knowing that this is not really a boxing movie. Yep. This is a movie about a guy who's an underdog who finds love and finds himself. And it doesn't matter who won because number one, he went the distance. And number two, not only did he go the distance, but he gave Apollo a fucking beating. <laughs> and right. Apollo's, Apollo never had that beating before in his life. So all these things matter. If he had won two, that would have been an extra cool thing. He's the champion, but he doesn't need the belt. Yeah. He has everything he needs. And I love that storytelling of like, because you know, you watch every sports movie Every sports movie you've ever fucking wanted always been like, they won at the end. They win at the yeah. end. Oh, the, the, the Mighty Ducks are the champions, even though they sucked an hour earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, all these things. And, like, Rocky doesn't win. And it's, I love that. It's such, like, it's, it's, it's a very, everyone gets a great character moment in there. You know, it, like, yeah. the, uh, you know, you have Polly doing, like, one fucking decent thing. You know, in the entire movie, by letting Adrian like, <laughs> kind of, yeah, you know, uh, Polly's a piece of shit. We're gonna get to Polly. We're gonna get to fucking Polly. Believe me. Uh, yeah, uh, but you have Adrian like is very passive throughout a lot of the movie. Like she has to be convinced to do anything really, and like she's and, pushed and, 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 and she's pushed and she's pushed, and like she's yeah. like barge, barging through the crowd trying to get to Rocky. And you have Rocky just like not caring. You have Apollo, who's a very proud guy, like really taking, you know, being pr- like happy at his victory. It's and it's just chaos all around them. It's it's a it's a really wonderful scene. Well, it, it's great that they balance each other out because she's so quiet and she's so shy, and yeah. Rocky's kind of more obnoxious but kind of dumb. And the two of them are so lonely that it makes like a perfect match. Well, that's and I think the, that's that the Rocky, scene yeah. where he's like he's talking to to um, to Polly, and he's like, we, "What's he say?" Like he's like, "We got." Different spaces or whatever, like we get. Yeah, it's it's. It, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like different. Um, yeah, it's like uh, we feel each other. Oh, we, we different. We get different gaps. We feel each other's gaps. Different gaps. Yeah, yeah, different gaps. Yeah, yeah. We feel each other's gaps. Yeah. Yeah, and I I agree with yeah. that. So my number one 
same as Mark. It's the fucking training montage. Like there is nothing, like you said, it just will get me pumped up every single time when you start. Bill fucking Conti. Yep. And just like, it's, there's a reason why if you go to Philadelphia, if you get the chance, you run those steps. Guess what, Rick? Guess what? What's that? I ran those steps, and guess what happened? You, you, what happened? I was the only, I was the only one on my school trip to fall up the stairs. Yep, that makes sense. Checks right out. <laughs> I fell. <laughs> you know how? I and mean, then, I, how as, many, as, as I as how, I got to the top, as I got to, I started boxing, shadow boxing, and I went Apollo. I turned <laughs> around, and this black guy gave me the dirtiest. <laughs> Somebody, he's just probably trying to go to the fucking art museum. He's like, I got to deal with some noxious Rocky fans. <laughs> you went on a school trip to the, to what? Yeah. So in Sagas High School, I was part of the jazz band and we um, traveled to Delaware, New York, and Philadelphia um, over the course of like three days. We played different concerts as like a local kind of competition for like the jazz bands around the area. And we went to Philadelphia. And so they were like, guys, you guys want to run up the stairs? And we're like, yes. We got off the bus and I, I, I fucking fell up the stairs and they were like, you're, you're there. I, uh, so I I've, I've too been much, to one, way too much energy. I've been to Philly a couple of times. I've never been to the stairs, but I have been to one place in this movie, one location that was in Rocky. And that is Pat's cheesesteaks. <laughs> Pat's cheesesteaks. I've never had a Philly cheesesteak before, so I don't know what to expect. Um, however, I will say the top of the stairs did not have the Rocky statue there at the time, which really sucked. It, where, it's like at the bottom of the stairs now. It, it's moved around they, a couple well, times. Yeah, when I went there, I remember somebody says, like, oh, they, they moved it somewhere else completely. And they moved it back near there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a shame because that's a, that's a great statue. Yeah. I mean, is, are there any other, like, how many other movies are there, like, physical locations they go to? And, like, this is in the movie. You know, I mean, the, I guess you could if you if you're from out of state, coming to Boston for like the show Cheers, go into the bar. But that's not the real fucking yeah. It's yeah, I, I guess. But like, that's nowhere near iconic as as the Rocky Steps. I feel like yeah, right, right, right. right. You know, and there's like places that it's like, you know, you can go to like the Shire if you're in New Zealand, but like that was built for the movie. You know, yeah. when is a movie like taken over at a physical location like this right. has? Well, New Zealand is basically just Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> uh, so those are our favorite scenes. Now we talk about our least favorite part. Uh, Mark, did you have a uh, like a least favorite scene or, or, or something in the movie that kind of bugged you? Um, no, not really. Okay. So Derek, Perfect I'd be surprised movie. if we didn't have around. the same thing. Yeah, I, I guess I'll jump in here. Yeah. So the scene where Rocky... And Adrian are together in Rocky's apartment. Yeah. I, I don't know. Rocky's a little bit too pushy for me. And it's kind of fucked up in a little ways. But it kind of makes up for it later. So basically, Rocky, like, holds the door. Adrian's like, I, I'm uncomfortable. I want to leave. Yeah. Rocky pushes the door, like, don't leave. It's that's, a little bit like. Yeah. That's like, that's that's, the, that's a, a cross the line moment, I feel like. That's the moment. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that scene is that. We know. I, I guess maybe when, when you first watch it, it might be like you know back in back in the seventies, things were obviously a little bit different. The way people fought and stuff. Nowadays, in twenty twenty two, Sylvester Stallone would be fucking canceled immediately after that scene. Well, but like, <laughs> the time <laughs> to change. But like here's the, like here's the thing. Like he's he's not doing it to be 
how dare I say, quote unquote, rapey. He's not yeah. the type of guy at all. He's, and we that's know not how Rocky needs it. But put yourself in Adrian's position. Rocky oh, is oh. like, she's in not just his apartment for the first time, a man's apartment for the first time alone. For the first time, right. And he is a professional fighter. Yep. And she's like a tiny, tiny, like skinny woman who has like no physical skills. Right. And, and, but the way it was the way it was written though, like it was very much like Rocky's like, please don't leave me. Yes. I need you. Yes. And 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 later on, especially, it really comes to, you know, you really just have to understand his character when Polly's like, So did you screw her yet? And Rocky's like, Don't talk about your sister like that. Right. And it comes very apparent it, that like Rocky's not that type of guy yeah. at all. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense from Rocky's perspective, but like Adrian, like from her perspective, if she had said, no, please, I'm going to leave now. I'm very uncomfortable, which she did. Like, was he going to let her go? I think so. I think it would come to the point yeah. where Rocky oh, he, like, he I would, don't wanna, because he's Rocky Balboa. I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but like it came across to me like maybe looking back on it, the scene should have been filmed a little bit differently. Like maybe yeah. they should have... You know, maybe Rocky running over and closing the door and like the forceful kiss he gives her. Luckily, she kisses him back. But yeah. like, you know, it, 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 it seems very abrupt. And again, yeah. I took it as I took it as he is a, an extremely lonely guy and he's not that type yeah. of guy. That's yeah. No. And we because we know the character, you know, right. but again, like, the, you if, know, if, if this if, movie if, came out nowadays and that scene was there, there'd be problems with it. Yeah, no, there, there's, there's some issues with. It. I think really the big thing is like him physically stopping her from leaving. That's, right. that's a problem. That probably shouldn't have been in the movie. I feel like. Well, another thing too is that like we talked about how shy she really is, and I think that Rocky can see through that of like, yeah. just please give me a chance. I think that this will work. But of course, Rocky's kind of not smart, and he probably realized too that maybe he shouldn't have done that. I'm not really sure, but he, you could just tell right off the bat he's like. He's so dumb sometimes to the point where he's like, I got special turtles up here. And she's like, I know I sold them to you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You remember the mountain that I gave you? Okay. Like, that, I lost it, though. <laughs> also, can I say one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie is when she's like, I got to call my brother, Polly. He opens the window and just screams out the window. <laughs> and he's like, Polly, your sister's with me. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh so do you, have, do you have anything else you want to mention? Because that's the only thing I, I had, really. That's the only thing I have. Is, honestly, besides that this, hiccup the in the scene with the little I girl think, is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, that, I think that Sylvester, like, Sylvester Stone, when he was writing it, I think he wanted to make it seem like Rocky is kind of a role model, too. Even though he's not. He's like, I have some good advice. Like, I want to tell you, don't yeah. hang around with these people. But maybe th- the scene didn't yeah. come off the way I think it does to do go it. to show that it's like, well, you know, Rocky memes really well all the time. Yeah. But he like accidentally kind of comes off as like weird and creepy to some people. And, and, and again, that's the big Italian brute, you know, yeah. maybe that's what it is. You know, if he was, if he was smaller in stature and didn't have that voice, yeah. you know, it would be a whole different ball game because people look at that. And it's kind of like Lou Ferrigno. If Lou Ferrigno did that. You'd be like, what a fucking creep. Cause that's the way <laughs> he comes off, but he's not a creep. You know what I mean? He's a regular guy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go to, uh, let's go to metals, bronze, silver, and gold. Who, does the best who, you know, is, is the winner of the movie who benefits most from the movie. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. Um, Mark, who is your, your bronze medal winner? Bronze. So I gave, uh, the bronze to Adrian. To Tally Shire. Yeah. Tally Shire. 
you know, she uh, kind of comes into her own there at the end. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, she, oh, yeah, go ahead. she, she totally, yeah, I was going to say, like, she's Francis Ford Coppola's sister. I think everybody knows that at this point. Like, yeah. she made her bones in The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, And I'm, I'm sure that the director and, and the, the, you know, the people in charge were like, she's, she's a good enough actress that she would play this part really well. She's very, she's very feeble, very shy, and doesn't have a lot of emotion. But because of that, it almost gives her more emotion by not giving emotion, if that makes sense. Yeah, because um, she's, the, she's the perfect, you know, her and Rocky are yin and yang. Rocky is like, exactly. he's all heart, no, like, I don't want to say no brain, but all heart, low she, brain. And she's... Yeah, and you know, yeah. You, you see her, you see her in, in working and she's completely, you know, she's thrown around by her, her manager. Like, go do this, go do that, go clean that. Her brother's a piece of shit to her. Like, she, she cooks for him, she cleans for him. He's not a very nice guy. And you just imagine Adrian's upbringing must have been like her parents be like, yeah, Polly, go, go hang out with your friends. Adrian, you stay home and you, you cook and you make the, you, you clean the dishes. Right. It's a very, it's a very Italian thing. Um, you know, even with my parents, with my, my mother, like the same exact thing, like her brothers could go out. She had to stay home and clean. Like that's the way Italian families a lot of the time work. I'm not saying that that's how it always is, but I think it's a very traditional thing where the girl should stay home and do this, but, Things have changed, luckily, and I think if this movie came out nowadays, a lot of people, especially women, would have a lot of problems with how Adrian's being portrayed in this movie. Sure. Um, so my, oh, actually, Derek, who's your who's your bronze? My bronze is a tie. That's right, a tie. Derek I classic. <laughs> I went. Actually, I'm sorry, I I lied to you. That's my that's my silver. Yeah. My bronze goes to Burgess Meredith. Yep. And I think that. He is a very underrated actor. He, he, he explodes in all the scenes that he's in, it, whether it be when he's excited um, and, and angry or when he's like soft and trying to like be like a really soft-spoken guy. He's a really great actor. And I think later, in his later years, he just has a lot of goofy things. And he's a, actually a really great comedic actor, too, with some great timing. But in this movie especially, like he plays off of Rocky so well. And we've already talked about that, that special scene, you know, between the two of them. And I think that scene for me would be like the one, if they were going to show a scene at the Oscars, it would be between Rocky and Mickey right there. Yeah. It's very emotional and very powerful. And Burgess Meredith just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. And just a foreshadow my casting. I am very proud of. So I can't wait to talk about that later. All right. Yeah. Casting's interesting in this. We'll, we'll get to that. So my bronze. So my gold and silver to me were like in some order, very easily. These people are gold and silver. Um, my bronze. I could probably make a case for four or five people. Uh, yep. I went with Carl Weathers because I think, uh, I think Apollo's of like for the amount of time. And again, that's similar, like in my head, Apollo's on screen more. Yep. And what he does with relatively little time on screen really provides depth to what could have been a, a very one note uh, character. You know, he could have just been yeah. like the greedy guy or like the guy yeah. who, you know, the, the guy who doesn't take his opponent seriously. And he is that, but he also is the guy who's very proud of himself. He's also the guy who d- is an incredibly skilled boxer. And he is someone who, once the fight gets serious, he's, you know, he's not going to like cower away. You know, it's, and, and the, there's like an arc where it's just like these two guys are going at it and 
they have to almost like there's a reason why you can be like in you know in the creed movies you can be like donis's creed father apollo was one of the greatest fighters of all time and it's like because he has like he has this heart and he has like guts and he but he also is a businessman you know he he also yeah 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 and one thing I really love about this too, especially is if you, if you kind of compare Apollo Creed to from Rocky to Rocky two, you notice the change in attire as well when he's fighting. Yeah. And like this one, he's this cocky motherfucker. He's the showman. He's yeah. got the world on his, he's got the, the, the American flag tights on. He's got, he, he's got, he plays two characters on the way to the ring. He plays George Washington, then gets in the ring and then he's uncle Sam. Like what? <laughs> and he's got all these nicknames. And then in the second one, he realizes Rocky's no fucking joke. Yeah. And, and and I don't I don't want to make this about Rocky too because it's not. But I love the line in that where Duke is like, "You want to know why I'm scared of that guy? I'm scared of Rocky is because you gave him the beating of his life. I've seen you destroy that man, and he just kept coming. Yeah, and that's why I'm afraid of Rocky. And then you notice Apollo wears those red tights. Mm-hmm. He's you can kind of tell he's, like, he's going back to school. Apollo, he's like, yeah. I'm not going to be a showman. I'm going to beat the fucking hell out of him. And I love that 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 sort of psyche of Apollo Creed of like. I gotta put the I gotta put the joking side, you know, part of me aside, and really fight this guy. But in this movie, especially, you, you're just learning about this character. And Apollo, you know, Carl Weathers does a great job in all four movies that he's in. But he plants the seeds here, and you're right. I, I think that you easily make a case for him being in the top three. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to silver. Uh, Mark, who's your silver medal? Uh, my silver medal is Mickey. Uh, Burgess Meredith. Yep. Yep. Burgess Meredith. Excellent actor. You know, he's, this is probably his most famous role. It's like that, or he's the penguin and Batman 66. You know, he's been in some, he was in great episodes of the twilight zone. He's a phenomenal actor and really lends, I think some gravitas to, uh, to this role. I think, uh, I'm trying to think of, I think he's in like those movies with, um, uh, what's his name? Jack Lemmon. Uh, not the odd couple, the uh, oh, grumpy old men. Yeah, when he's in the supermarket and he's like hitting on a woman, and he's like, "Do you want to see my cantaloni?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the thing that first came to my mind. But I think of British Meredith is that line right there. But yeah, he's he's great, and uh, sadly enough, we lose him in Rocky Three too too soon. Well, he comes he comes back in Rocky Five for the only good scene in that movie. Yeah. You know what, Rick? Get off of Rocky Five. It's not as bad as you think it is. Yes, it is. Oh, I like Rocky Five. No, I one... like all the Rocky movies. There's, I like all but one of the Rocky movies. Uh, Come on. Okay. You know what? We're going to do Rocky Five next. <laughs> We're going to skip right to that one. <laughs> yeah. So... Tommy Gunn, you got some guns. That's the greatest line. I didn't hear no bell. I didn't hear no bell. You can do it right, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> who's the, who's, oh, what's, the what's the name of the Don King character? Oh, uh, oh my God! What is that name? Uh, Washington? Is it Washington? No, no. It is like Touch Washington. Me it's it's Touch, not Washington. Touch Duke, me and I'll but you. Yeah, yeah. It's something, something like that. Like, yeah. No, that's that's not a good movie. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Derek, who's your gold? Or silver, I'm my, sorry, silver. Uh, my, silver. My, my silver yeah. is a tie um, between uh, John Abelson and Bill Conti. And, you know, I, I think going into this movie, I just thought Sylvester Stallone directed this movie. Um, I didn't realize he just wrote it. And so I think everybody on the planet who's not like a hardcore Rocky fan who knows everything about it would probably tell you that they have no idea who the fuck this guy is who directed yeah. the movie. 
And I could, you and I can barely even say his last name. Um, I will say though, I, I think you need to take a script and you need to put it on film and you need to do it properly. And he did it very properly. And reading some of the trivia, I did see that this director had a lot of input as to what he wanted to do. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. the, the company and Sylvester Stallone was like, no, 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 this is how the movie's going to be made. You're, you're just the director in name. No, no, no. He did a lot. And he, you know, he, he fought for things he wanted in the movie. He got them. He worked with Sylvester Stallone really well. Um, his vision of this movie is great. Um, Bill Conti, what can you say? Yeah. One of those composers you may forget about, but he is fucking brilliant. The music, dude, especially, we've always talked about the main song of the montage, which is brilliant. Every time anybody's running anywhere, is thinking about that song. Yeah. But I will say that those moments between Rocky and Adrian, with that little bit of a, oh God, it's like violin or something. It's fucking beautiful. It's so good, and it works so well in the movie. Um, he actually uses that same score from the first Rocky, I think in Rocky Balboa, when Rocky ends yeah. up meeting the girl who becomes a woman. I forget her name, but um, it's, it's phenomenal. And every song, he, he, every, everything he does, people listening right now, go on Spotify and type in Bill Conti and just listen to all the songs in there for him. They're all great. Great composer. Yeah, I, I am... Right, right there with you. My silver is uh, is Bill Conti. You, you just you can't fuck with this score. You can't do it. It's unfuckwithable. Yeah, unfuckwithable. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, it, like I said, his his music. Like you watch the montage and want to do it, but really, you can just listen to the music and want to just be like, "I'm going to run ten miles today," and it's just like you know, yeah. you get out the door and you're like, "Yeah, I mean, this music is it's great, but you know, maybe we start slower." Uh, because you, you, can, you can write, I mean, as far as musicianship goes, you can write a song that's energetic, but to, but to morph that energetic song with like really beautiful notes and a beautiful like progression, that's another thing altogether. This, his music is powerful, energetic, and also beautiful. And it's hard to yeah. mix all those elements together. So it's very memorable because of that. It, it really is. Uh, so let's go to gold. I'm guessing we all have Stallone here. Is anyone, does anyone not have Stallone for gold? I went with, I'm not going to lie. I went with Al Pacino for this. Oh, of course. Yeah. Al Pacino. Pacino <laughs> plays um, one of Apollo's trainers. I don't know if you guys saw. Um, one of, so you know that uh, one of the, what I read was one of the security guards um, at like in the first scene with Apollo is like kind of standing by the window is Michael Dorn, AKA Worf. Oh, really? In his, his movie, his film debut. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, no lines, but he just kind of stands there. But yeah, he, just, no. he, he, he runs in the ring and throws Apollo down as Worf. <laughs> well, if it's Worf, he just lose the fight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we all have the next on. Rocky movie is Rocky right. versus Q. <laughs> I mean, Rocky's losing that fight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think I think we all have Stallone for gold. Is, is that yeah. right, Mark? Yeah, I mean, how could you give it to anyone else, right? Yeah, it, it's it's difficult to give it to anyone else, really. Um, he, you know, I, I, you know, like I said before, he's not ever really considered a great actor, but I think in this movie especially, he takes a lot of good moments um, here, and I, I really do love the improvisation that he does. I love his um, emotion in this, and that's one thing that people probably forget about the Rocky movies is that there's a lot of emotion behind the character. He's not just a, a he's not just muscles. You know, right. he's a guy who cares about what he does. And he's also, 
very conscientious and very, uh, he notices what flaws he has. You know what I mean? He knows he's not a smart guy. He knows he doesn't talk right or, or the way society wants him to talk. Right. Um, you know, he, you know, in every movie, there's a new thing. It's not just like, oh, I'm a boxer trying to win a fight. It's always beyond that. It's always like trying to keep my marriage together, trying to make sure I don't die in the ring and making sure. Try, trying that, to be a good um, father, trying to try to be a like, good father. Or yeah, like everything trying to he like does, bring yeah. up the next generation in, in Rocky five, even though, you know, that movie was terrible. Uh, you know, and, and even, and, and even like, you know, in, in Rocky three, like Mickey's like you, all you do is fight bums because that's what I set you up for. Yeah. And that's not fair to somebody like him. who was like, I thought I was this, I was, I was climbing the, even though I'm champion, I thought I was climbing the ladder and, yeah. and, and fighting all these great fights. Mickey's like, come on, they were all handpicked. You've yeah. never fought anybody worth fighting. And that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a, he's a, yeah. It, it's interesting because the, the, the series goes through so many styles that Rocky Balboa ends up being this incredibly well-rounded character, you know, yeah. to like Creed where he's dying of cancer and you're like, Ugh. You know, this is this is brutal. You know, to uh, I mean, going back to like Rocky Four, he's avenging his friends. Rocky Three, he's like expanding his, his style. You know, and and you know, this of course it, go, it all comes back to this, where it's just like you just need to go to the distance. You know, that's all. That's all yeah, he, needs. He, needs to, he needs to be able to stand at the end of the, the fight and be like, I I did the best I could, and I I outlasted. Yeah, yeah. And 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 look at look at all the things he goes through in the movies. You know. His wife's in a coma in Rocky Two. He loses Mickey in Rocky Three. He loses Apollo in Rocky Four. He's always dealing with loss. This guy, sto- right? And that's why Creed works so well. I think not. That, you know, I mean, you turn this into a Rocky Two podcast and turning into a Creed podcast. Creed is the first time something comes back into his life, right? And he gets he gets to you know have the son of his you know his his one his great rival and great friend, and right. he stops you know because it's like. He loses Adrian between movies. He loses yep. Polly between movies. Don't you, you know, think that? I think it's so effective because by the time we see it, it's like, yeah, it makes sense that he's like a sad old man now. I know, I get it, but like, see, ha- having deaths off screen, this is one thing, but having deaths between movies is something that bothers me. And it kind of goes back to like Tom Hagen not being in The Godfather Part 3. It's like, it, was it a problem with did Talia Shire not want to return? I don't know. I actually think it works because here's if if Adrian dies in the movie, the movie is about Adrian dying. Right. Well, I mean, it was Rocky Four about Apollo dying? The thing we remember is is Rocky fighting Drago. Right. Because there's there's like revenge in like right. Rocky can't be like at the end of this movie, I'm fighting cancer. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to knock this tumor out. Clubber Lang doesn't kill Mickey, but he doesn't yeah, help either. That, Right, you know, it, it's it, he actually kind of does. He gives him a heart attack, I, I think. I, don't, I forget how Mickey does. Exactly. No, no, no I, I'm, yeah, yeah. He, he like he like shoves Mickey out of the way, and Mickey like is like hurting. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? I mean, who, who, maybe Mickey would have lived like five more months. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he would have made it to between Rocky three and four. Mickey's lying, Mickey's lying there, and he's like, he's like Rocky, Rocky, come here. He's like, kill that motherfucker that <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Rocky's like, I gotta say, Rocky crying in Rocky three when he's like. Ugh! Yeah, it's so sad and funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's go to recasting. So oh I boy. have I have Rocky, I've got Apollo, I've got Adrian, I got Mickey, and I got Polly. Holy crap! Same. I got I got I got all five of those. All right, Mark, do you have any? 
All I have is Rocky and Apollo. Okay, so we'll Apollo. we'll start with the characters that only two of us have. Where where do you want to start, Derek? Ah, uh, man, let's start with uh, let's start with Polly. Polly, okay, Polly. I have show favorite Paul Dano. Paul Dano as Paul Dano as Polly. Yeah. You know what? I will say. I can't picture it, but I can picture it because Paul Dano anything, yeah. is slowly, slowly becoming Gary Oldman. Yep. He can, he can, he can do, do it because he can play. I mean, you know, in the Batman, he plays a creepy fucker. Like he can, he can, yeah, he, I think he can do it. And like, when you start looking at like ages, like Polly could be a little bit older, but Rocky says like, I'm 30. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of looking for actors around 30. Uh, right. You know, and then it's like, he's going to realistically be Adrian's brother. So I was like, okay, yeah, Paul Dano, he's a little bit older than them, yeah, but he could he could do it. Um, yep. Who do you, who do you have? So this actor was in a movie years ago that people probably remember, and not for a good reason. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like a ping pong movie, <laughs> and the actor is Dan Fogler, and I think oh a lot yeah, of people he's great. He, he people thought he looked like Jack Black back in the day. Um, he was just recently in a show called The Offer which is about the Godfather and he plays Francis Ford Coppola. He's the, I don't want to say the only good thing, but by far the best thing about those fantastic beast movies. Yep. 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 Um, he's, he's great. He's, and he's got that, like that, 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 that you could just picture him being super Italian and super angry all the time. Yeah. He's, and, uh, he's a guy know, like, he, I'm, I'm surprised. Like he's, I'm sure he's like now that he's kind of past the stuff that he's like, he was on the, I don't know if he's still in the walking dead. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. But he was like kind of tied to that for a while, so it wouldn't surprise me to see yeah. see him start getting a lot more roles. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a he's one of those actors that just kind of popped out of nowhere and did a really really good job uh, doing everything he does. And I think that and I, and I don't know if people know this, but Burt Young, who plays Polly, is that Burt Young is a stage name. Burt Young is very Italian as well. Not that it matters, but I just wanted to bring up that. Oh fact. oh oh, <laughs> I'm 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 not surprised because he actually reminds me of every old Italian guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah, well, I just it's funny that his 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 name his stage name is an Irish name. Young. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so let's go, uh, let's go, you want to go Adrian or Mickey next? Let's do Adrian. All right, Adrian, I have Daisy Ridley, who is most well known for, uh, being in the most recent Star Wars movies as Rey, but she's got the- Oh, Daisy Ridley, okay. Yes. So she's, I think, again, somebody, because you have Tally Shire, who is, you know, she's obviously not like the main character of The Godfather, like- like Daisy Ridley is of the Star Wars movies, but she's well known for a, a big, you know, a big series, a big, you know, duology, I think at that point, or I don't even know part two yeah. yet, but um, you know, she's, she's in a big movie. She is known and, you know, she's yeah. got the, she's got the, you know, physicality for it. I bet she can play, you know, she's a very kind of slight looking person. She'd probably play very meek if she needed to. Uh, but right. she can also... And, and that's the, the key. Movies, that, 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 of, that's the key that I was looking for too, is like the weak factor. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, in, but we know as well, like in the later movies, when Adrian kind of finds herself more, she, oh, can, yeah. she, can, she can do it as well. So uh, what do you, yep. who do you have? I went with an actress who I, I also think can do a lot. She, as Gia mentions her, she's the queen of accents. And that is Saoirse Ronan. Yes. Saoirse Ronan's fantastic. And I, one of, I, I've I used her many her, times in this. She's one of my favorite yep, actors of the actresses yep, of that age. Same here. I, I was looking at her face and I was like, she can play crazy. She can play feeble. She can play Adrian. Yeah. Um, 
and she could bring maybe a little, a couple of more elements to the character as well. Um, because she's a very gifted actress. So, yeah. So Mickey, Mickey's a fun one. You can do a lot of good things with this. You can do a lot of fun. So I wanted an older guy who I feel like could kick your ass if he needed to. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Banks. I like it. That's a great yeah. choice. Jonathan Banks from Breaking, ba- uh, Breaking yep. Bad. Yeah. Yep. Mike. As Mike, Mike the Cleaner. Like, I could see I him being like, here's a picture of me when I was, when I was younger. And he was like, just a, he's a fucking killer. Like, I could, I could see him being, you know, you know, yeah, but, like that's a, that's yeah. a really great choice, especially like, yeah, you don't even have to like believe, like, oh, can, this guy wasn't a fighter. You could tell he's a big guy. So, like, yeah, it works. Absolutely. Uh, but then, then again, like, the choice that I made, um, is a little bit different because he's a smaller guy, but um, I think he's a, a master actor, and that is Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, and interesting. Richard Dreyfus, now, everything I've seen him in, he just has that, like, I love when he, like, you know, for instance, a movie like Mr. Holland's Opus, when he gets angry and mad, I kind of picture that, like, kind of Mickey in him. Um, and he's a smaller guy, but that would also kind of um, relate to Burgess Meredith being like a bantamweight when he used to box. Right. So Richard Dreyfus was like, you know, a lighter guy and he used to fight. But I just picture him just like hands over his face, wearing a little cap, walking and just like being ignored and stuff. I, I just, I liked the choice. So. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good choice. Always, always good to see Dreyfus. Uh, in a uh, in a movie, uh, so now we go to the big two, the two that we all have. Um, you know, Apollo and Rocky. Let's uh, obviously let's go with Apollo first. Mark, who do you have for Apollo? So this was just you know just the first thing that came to my head, but I I have the Rock. Yeah, the Rock as Apollo Creed. I like you know, it. I didn't I didn't think of it, but I I actually like it because he he could just be the Rock. In, in the movie. Well, the thing is, too, yeah, and the thing about The Rock is that we've never used him in a recast in almost 100 episodes because I feel like The Rock is basically typecast as like the big strong guy. And that's not always needed in a movie for that specific yeah. thing. But Dwayne Johnson has a shit ton of charisma. Here, and here's can also the fight. only <laughs> problem I, I feel with The Rock, and you can, you can get around it with, you know, camera tricks and stuff, is that when, when you think about like, in the later Rocky series, they cast like actual boxers. They always have to cast like middleweights to to yeah. like because most actors are shorter than they tell you they are. So yeah. I just feel like if if you have like a normal sized Rocky, the, the Rock would just dwarf him. Oh uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Rock is the Rock is what six four, six five. Yeah, yeah, big guy. Yeah, he's humongous, and he's. I mean, he just keeps getting more muscles. <laughs> yeah, but no, as far as like the charisma side of it. The fact that he is, you know, African American, um, you know, I, I, I like that pick a lot, actually. Um, yeah, Derek. I don't yeah. know if I'm saying I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, there was a movie that me and Gia watched recently, and it was called X. It's an A twenty four movie. Um, yes, and you can just call him by Kid, his rap names, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. Yep. yep. Uh, Kid Cudi, um, he was really, I didn't like the movie X all that much. I thought it was just okay. Cause it was kind of like, there was no twists and turns in it. Like a 24 movies usually have, but I was, I was torn apart on Facebook because all the people on a 24 were like, fuck you was meant to be like a slasher. And I'm like, sorry, I didn't know that. Um, but he was really great in the movie. He had a great body and he looked like he could play Apollo so easily. It's, I'm talking the second I did recasting, he was the first person I thought of yeah. right away. No, I, I I like that. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's not somebody I thought of, but 
yeah, he's he was he was very good in that movie. And yeah, that movie was very straightforward. It's it almost surprised me that that was an A24 movie because yep. it almost is like to me that was almost more like uh, who's the who's like the horror producer? What's his name? It's killing me. Blum. It was almost like the best possible Blumhouse movie. Yeah. As opposed to like an A24, which is always like uh, well, everybody was like, you should have watched the trailer. Clearly it was a, yeah. a callback to 70 slashers. And I'm like, yeah. every A24 movie I've seen is not a slasher, even close. Right. So I didn't expect it. So therefore when the ending came, me and Jay were like, wait a minute, that's it. That, I think I the kind of, the fault, kind of but... twist of that movie, I guess, if you want to call it a twist is like, which character survives till the end of it. Right. Because you clearly think it's going to be like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's any slasher. You have like the virginal character, yep, you know, yep. even though she has a boyfriend, but like she's the virginal character in the movie compared to everybody yep. else. And then, you know, she's like, she ends up not only being like, I want to be in the movie and, and then she gets killed and it's like, Oh, okay. I guess this is, this is Mia Goth's movie now. Sorry. Spoilers. Right. This right. Is, you know, this is, you know, this is somebody else's movie. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, I, I guess, and also the weirdness is comes to like she plays the villain as well. Yeah, I didn't know that until afterwards. So yeah, I, I, I read that. But I, I, like, oh, I, that's I enjoyed it, but I did. I can definitely see like if you're expecting, you know, Midsommar. Like you, I was, I was mixing. Yeah. I was looking for a twenty four typical. Yeah, no, I, I can get how it was. It was, it was a curveball, but um, yeah. So I went with. I think I've used him once before. Uh, but Winston Duke, who is in, uh, uh, he's been in a few movies in Black Panther. Uh, he was as Mbaku. He was in, uh, he was in the movie Us. He's just a big guy. He can definitely be charismatic. Yep. And, you know, he's, uh, I, I think he's, he's got the presence. It's, there's not a whole lot of people like Carl Weathers right now. Well, and that's the thing. I I don't know if you did this too, but the first person I thought of, and we always tend to do this, is, okay, it's an African-American actor. Who do we go with? I usually go to Michael B. Jordan first. And then, boom, what do you know? He already plays Adonis Creed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's perfect. What a Perfect casting. Because he has the charisma. He has the body. You know, he's, he's, he could, he could do it, you know, and he's, you know, he's, he's a bankable star. Yep. But again, same same thing where it's like when we do a Marvel movie, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I really don't want to cast somebody who's in a Marvel movie. Certainly, I don't want right. to cast anyone who's in a Rocky movie as, you know, um, as in, in a role here. But let's go to the let's uh, let's go to the big one. Mark, who is who is your Rocky? All right. So the rock was the first person I thought of. Yeah. Then I was just like, you know, don't even say Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's not. It's not. But it's just as bad. <laughs> It's just as bad. Is it John Cena? John, C- John, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena versus The Rock Part Three. You like it? <laughs> what? What? When we no. get to okay, so here's my question with your casting. When you get to Rocky Three, who plays Thunderlips? <laughs> it's got. It, well, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be Batista, right? <laughs> Batista, yeah. Uh, uh, oh man, dude, can we just talk about how in Thunderlips? Hulk Hogan is is said to have weighed in that movie as three hundred and ninety pounds. <laughs> is that what they build the mess? Well, three hundred ninety pounds. The cameras 
aim up. So it looks like Hulk yeah. Hogan's not six eight. It looks like he's like eight foot three in that movie. Well, th- that's because they have to be like, oh, Sylvester Stallone's a heavyweight when Stallone is like on the shorter side. How tall is right? Uh, what's Stallone? that? How tall is Rocky? Um, six six maybe six feet the, six the one ca- maybe the ca- no that- you're saying Rocky Balboa? Oh no, just Sly Stallone. Sly, Sly Stallone. Stallone, yeah. So he is he's listed on Google as five ten, so he's probably five eight. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it Hogan at the time because he was so six, big, eight, he's right? like lost a few inches. At the time, he was probably like legit six four six five. Oh, because he's billed as six eight in the WWE. Yeah, so. yeah, six four six five. Okay. Yeah. Same thing with same thing with Shawn Michaels. Even Triple H was like, yeah, in, in his Hall of Fame speech, he's like, Shawn was billed as six one two twenty seven. He's really five ten one eighty. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's what they do, and it's it's wrestling and actors as well. They inflate their heights, especially when you're in like kind of an action role. So if yeah. if Stallone's five ten, Hogan has to be. Six eight it has to be six seven, you know. Has to be, right. you know. And if you if you shoot him, yeah. You know, if you if you shoot him like the way they shoot him, he looks, you know, eight feet tall. So you know, and I, you know, and Mark, it's funny because this is one of those casting choices where I could easily be like, "Fuck you, dude." But John Cena is really charismatic, yeah, and he's becoming a really really good actor. And I enjoy watching him in movies. And I think that a lot of people don't want to admit that. But Cena and The Rock are just both very charismatic people and could probably do it. So, yeah. um, all right, Derek, who uh, who's your Rocky? My Rocky um, is an actor who I just recently saw in The Offer. He also was the main character in um, Whiplash, and that is Miles Teller. He was um, my I, number two choice. Oh, I, Rick, you uh, and I are like we just I can't believe that. Them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was so proud of this choice, too, because I was like, I can really see this. I'm not just blowing smoke up my own ass. Like, I think he could play Rocky. Um, And I I think you'd be very surprised when you eventually get to the show, The Offer. He went from being like, and again, you know, like, uh, what's that actor who was in um, We Are the Millers? He plays like the son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who's now just like incredibly, uh, incredibly yeah. He's like 28 now. He looks like a fucking grown ass man who like just lost his childish looks. With Miles Teller too, you see him in this. He's like he, he just he's like a 40 Will Poulter. Man Will Poulter is this? Will, Will Poulter. Yep. Same thing with Miles Teller. Gia was watching it and she was like, "Holy shit!" And yeah. I was like, "Yeah." Well, because like, he was just I'm in Top Gun sh- as well, so he's like he had to yeah, get in exactly. great shape for that. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Whoa!" So I I totally believe it. Um, and I also think that. My cast, looking back on it, the five that I chose, I think would have really good chemistry with each other. Yeah. I so think Miles the... Teller and Richard Dreyfus might have a lot of good scenes together. Yeah. Here's, here's the problem with casting Rocky. All right. Um, realistically, what made this movie great is that Stallone was like so hungry for it. Like yep. he... And and so realistically, you really need to get an unknown to be like, I want to, I need to prove myself. And also, Stallone looks like a fighter. And oh. there's really only two actors, like well-known actors, that kind of look like a fighter to me. That are like in the age range I was looking for. Um, one is Miles Teller, so he was my second place. The other is Ansel Elgort. I just watched the new West Side Story the other yep. night. <laughs> yep, he looks. He does look like. He's gotten his nose broken a couple times. I think I think he, if he beefed up a little bit, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think. I'm surprised you didn't, I'm surprised you didn't say. 
I mean, obviously Tom, obviously Tom Hardy is too old, but I feel like 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, Tom Hardy. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think Ansel Elgort, although I don't think, I think, you know, West Side Story, (laughs) West Side Story, just quick West Side Story aside. The, the problem with the, the, the reason why that movie is it's extremely good. Right, it's it's a it's, good. A, it's, it's good. a it's a great movie, but what drags it down from being a an all time classic, I feel like, is the the chemistry between the two leads. It's just kind of. I not- didn't really have I I didn't have an issue with the chemistry. I think what threw me off is that I'm a big fan of the original, and I guess this version went much more towards the way the Broadway version is. So a lot of the mm-hmm. songs scenes were all kind of like um randomized. Like a lot of songs, and I guess Stephen Sondheim, right before he died, was like, "You should cut I Feel Pretty; it slows the movie down." And the director was Spielberg was like, "I was thinking the that director." Too, but <laughs> I, I forgot Spielberg was like, "I was thinking that too, but how can you cut that song? It's so yeah. iconic." Well, that that's, you know what I mean? that's I remember reading interviews where it's like they were very happy with like how they found how to fit it into the flow of the story, which I, I think it's I think it's great where it's kind of like they're working and they're like fantasizing. You know, it, well, it's, it's it's like Rip and Bernardo just died, and she's yeah. singing "I Felt Pretty" in the next scene. It's whoa, yeah, and it's just like you just know she's like, oh, she's gonna get fucking crushed. She's about to get yeah, exactly. Waylaid. The whole time, the whole time, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's it, you know, it's. I think everybody in the movie did really good. I guess the big outrage was that the kid who played Riff. I guess did not get nominated for anything, and everybody was pissed off about it. Well, but we, went, like we went over. That. We're gonna I mean, see that we went kid. over that those Oscars last week. Yeah, um, we're gonna see that kid the, a lot in a lot of movies. Yes, yeah, he's 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 a star, and to me, I think Spielberg's direction in that is like the 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 break, like I don't want to say breakout, but like the standout uh, of that. Like it's it's a reason where he's just like, all right, everybody, I'm fucking Steven Spielberg. Like let's, right. you know, let's let's not forget who the fuck I am. Um, but anyway, that's not. That's for those, enough for, for a West for Side those, Story minute. For those, yeah, for those of you watching, you knew we were going to go on tangents on X and yeah. West Side Story during the Rocky yeah, of course, episode. Of course. <laughs> um, so anything miscellaneous here? I've, I've got a couple. I think I said all my shit, but go ahead. Okay. Number one, what the fuck is Polly's deal? What's his problem? He's an asshole. He's a he just sucks. Why, why is Rocky friends with this guy? I mean... Obviously, we know this. I mean, Rocky doesn't have any friends, so therefore, you choose the guy who you can kind of deal with. Um, although he, Rocky even says that to him himself later in the movie, doesn't he? He's like, "I don't even know why I'm friends with you" or something like that. <laughs> just, yeah, like why would anyone like tolerate this person? He's just like it, irredeemably fucking terrible. And my my other one here. Okay, so Joe Frazier is in the movie for a second. Joe Frazier yeah. being there implies that Muhammad Ali is, you know, exists in this world. Right, right. That if Muhammad Ali exists, then George Foreman is there. Sonny Liston exists. Like, here's my here's the question here. What does Apollo Creed's career look like before this movie? Who's he fighting? I mean, obviously, does he fight Apollo Ali? Creed, he fights Ali. He beats Ali for the he championship. He beats Ali. He sends Ali into retirement. Does that actually fight? would have been kind of a cool addition to the story. Because, like, you, you have all those stories later on in Rocky Five when, like, Rocky retires. That other dude, Union Kane, manufactures yeah. the championship, and they're like, 
he never won it from Balboa, so he's a trash champion. But if we knew that Creed won from Ali, that would have been a whole different. Ball. Yeah, who's who does Creed like? Yeah, I mean, does did Creed fight? Did Creed rope a dope George Foreman in this universe? I kind of wish, like maybe in the beginning of Rocky Four, that like. Apollo invented the, the George Foreman grill, and it was the Apollo Creed <laughs> the grill. Apollo Creed grill. <laughs> well, I mean, he died before the invention of the grill, but it's like a Spider Rico grill. <laughs> Spider Rico. <laughs> Why does he get one? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the Apollo Creed. It's like, oh, no, it, oh, I know, it's the Clubber grill. The Clubber grill, yeah. That's, and that's he like it. to to advertise it, he puts a grill in his mouth. You know what? That's that's it. Yep. And, and, then, and j- much like Hulk Hogan in this one, Thunderlips is like, yeah, they called me first, but I didn't take a message, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but getting back to it, Polly's a shithead. Yep. Mark, do you have anything else oh, that, that we, was... haven't, uh, we haven't talked about? No, I'm just in awe at how great you guys are at this. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, I will say I just had a couple of things. Um, uh, this was the highest grossing film of 1976, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone had $106 in his bank account. <laughs> and then he, I think he got $150,000 for the script. So good for Stallone. That's going to be a great feeling. Um, and I guess, like I said, the original script had Mickey being a major racist. And then also in the script, Rocky was going to throw the fight at the end. Um, but that was yeah. scrapped, of course. Um, here's a fun fact. Sylvester Stallone's turtles from the movie are still alive. Yeah, he still has them, I believe. Yep. Uh, And then the last bit of information I wanted to talk about was Sylvester Stallone campaigned Harvey Keitel for Pauly. I think Keitel would have done a great job. Yep. Didn't didn't end up getting it, but uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Well, let's uh, let's run through the Oscars here. Let's we'll we'll try to be quick, but you know, it's it's because we're kind of a long episode, but. Let's let's yep. check it out. So Rocky, it wins Best Picture, but man, this is a stacked year. Okay. Uh, the other nominees are All the President's Men, Bound for Glory, Network, and Taxi Driver. Wasn't Taxi Driver seventy four? It must have been a late seventy four movie. Uh, no, seventy six, nominated. 70. Oh, 76. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm also surprised. It, oh, this is, this is 1977 for 76. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. I was wondering why Dog Day Afternoon wasn't in there. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that TNA pay-per-view made it. But Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Weird that, you know, 25 years before it existed. Uh, you know, they, they're... <laughs> no, that is... Uh, I mean, yeah, I if, mean if, if, if any of the movie was going to win that year, it would have been Taxi Driver. Have you seen Network? I have not seen Network. Have you seen All the President's Men? I have not seen All the President's Men. Let me tell you, there are four Stone Cold classics. Classics. I will put them in the list. Yeah. Network is one of my favorite movies and is very... It's almost chilling to watch how... Is it better than The Social Network? Same level. (laughs) Same... Like... As far as like prescience, so network is just to, to give you a quick pitch on what that's about is about how media is going to evolve 
into a sensationalistic, um, like, entertainment thing that basically exists to whip people up into a frenzy. This was made in 1976. Um, we'll get to it, but it was the... Um, you, I mean, you've, you've probably... Like, the most famous line was kind of taken and put into, like, a bunch of parodies and commercials where it's like he's this guy's ranting and raving on the news and he's like, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. That's, that's from network. Okay. Um, but it's really about how the people behind the scenes of this news network are using this guy to advance their own agendas. So you tell me, is that prescient to what news is so many years later, 40 years later? Sure. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, and of course, taxi driver, you know, and all the president's yep. men obviously is about the uh, Watergate. And it's, it's just really, I've not seen bound for glory. That might be great as well, but man, four movies where I can legitimately say absolutely no problem with any of the winning. Yep. Um, so director, uh, John Adelson, uh, wins for Rocky, uh, our nominees, Alan J. Pakula. For All the President's Men, Ingmar Bergman, one of the all-time greats for Face-to-Face, Sidney Lumet for Network, and Lena Wertmuller for Seven Beauties, which I've not seen. Abelson wins. I still didn't know who he was. Well, he goes on, basically directs this. He's got really five big movies. Um, it's, it's and. It's Rocky, it's the first three Karate Kid movies, and then it's Rocky Five. And Rocky he has five. other stuff, but they're they're on the smaller side. He knew what he was doing in Rocky Five. He knew. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's uh, Ableton, Ableton, or, or Lumet to me. Can we talk about how the best part of Rocky Five is the, the credit scene where it's Measure of a Man by Elton John? <laughs> Great fucking song. Um, not on, not on Spotify, not on Spotify. So best actor, uh, uh, just a, another murderer's row here. Um, Peter Finch, uh, wins for network. It is the, uh, up until Heath Ledger wins. It's the only, um, it's the only posthumous win, uh, for, for an acting Oscar. And he's, he's phenomenal in that, uh, Robert De Niro and taxi driver, Giancarlo Giannini in Seven Beauties, William Holden in Network, and Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. I'm glad Sly got the got the nom here. I think he yeah. did a great job. I I agree. This is another one where I can say you know there's there's three actors in here that have zero problem winning with winning. Yeah. Uh, best uh, okay, here's another one of three. This is a great year for movies. Jesus. I mean, we're in the thick of New Hollywood here. The year before Star Wars kind of changes everything. Um, best Actress is won by Faye Dunaway in Network. Again, phenomenal. Um, other nominees, Tally Shire and Rocky. Uh, wow. Marie Christine Barreau and Cousin Cuisine. Uh, Sissy Spacek and Carrie. And Liv Ullman and Face to Face. This is best supporting. This is no. This is main. This is best actress. I would have put Tally number one. I don't really think Talia Shire should have been nominated here, um, in general. But if I was going to nominate her, I'd definitely do best supporting. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. He doesn't have all that much screen time. Well, it's interesting. Best Supporting Actor is won by an actress in, in Network who only is in the movie for one scene. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, there, no. there are two actors, and we'll go to, I mean, let's go to, yeah, I mean, Faye Dunaway is, is, is phenomenal in Network. And once you see, and of course, Sissy Space and Carrie is, is, you know, is amazing as well. Um, best Supporting Actor is one for, is one by Jason Robards and All the President's Men, uh, playing Ben Bradley. Um, the other nominees, Burgess Meredith in Rocky, Burt Young in Rocky, Ned Beatty in Network, who, holy shit, that performance, another one scene performance, but so fucking powerful. Um, Lawrence Olivier in Marathon Man as well. I've this, yeah, this year, my God, the strong Oscar year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I got to check out those movies. Yeah, um, net, network is 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 incredible. Uh, I'll and, add it to the big old fucking list. Yeah, um, best supporting actress. If you want to, you know, if you want to look at it, um, you know, beat your straight network as you mentioned, kind of just in one scene, but very good in it. Uh, Jane Alexander in All the President's Men, Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver, Lee Grant in Voyage of the Damned, and Piper Laurie in Carrie as as Margaret White. Okay. Um, yeah. Another murder. Um, when is this one ending for screenplay? It's nominated for screenplay. Network does win. Fuck, Jesus, this fucking uh, movie uh, cleaned up. Yeah. Out. Yes, and you once you see it, you'll you'll definitely get why. Um, okay. We're looking at the other nominations here. Uh, it gets a best sound nomination, loses to all the president's men, um, and it wins editing. Yeah. So that's Good the edited, the, edited movie. So that's the Oscars. So now, uh, Derek, a couple important questions here. Mark, you can uh, you can chime in on, on this one as well. You're watching this movie. What are you eating? Man, I don't want to just drink some fry, uh, drink some rye eggs. Right, yeah. That. Well, here's, here's the thing. Some, here's the thing about Rocky, turtle, right? Here's the thing about Rocky Balboa. He's Italian, right? Mm-hmm. It means if he can't fight, at least he can cook. Yeah, I mean, maybe some chicken. I'll, I'll do some chicken parmesan with some fusilli. Oh, that's very fusilli of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, any- I... I, I I, I think I think chicken parms and meatballs just go full Italian. No, while, no, while no, Derek. I'm eating a Philly cheesesteak. All right. They don't look appetizing to me, but okay. They're pretty delicious. All right. They're pretty delicious. Um, so now we come to the most important part of the show. And that is when we put 30 seconds on the clock for Derek. And you're going to tell us why Rocky is the greatest movie of all time. Are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Rocky, John Avildsen, 1976. I'm already losing time. Rocky's a, a fantastic movie. Great screenplay, great acting, great underdog story. Everything you want in a movie. Laughing, sad, emotions. Jerk of a brother, Polly. <laughs> you need that in a movie. 
A plus from from the D man. The D man. Hey man, it's a Sunday. Nope. Try again. Uh, now that's a Sunday. There you go. Good job. Yeah, buddy. got it. Phrase that never that never sinks in. <laughs> Uh, damn it. Now that's a Sunday. God yep, damn it. There you All go. Right. All right. So that's been our episode on Rocky. Let's look to the future and see what we're doing here. Uh, next week, uh, very different movie. <laughs> uh, cause we are going, uh, straight to the wild, wild west. Greatest film ever made. <laughs> We're having our uh, multi-time guest Chris Bonapani on. Uh, we're talking uh, Wild Wild West. We're talking the uh, kind of the end of the the Will Smith Fourth of July dynasty that he had in the uh, in the late nineties. There, mid to late nineties. Um, we're talking why um, why why we're going to figure it out. We're talking giant spiders. We're talking why. Uh, Dr. Loveless is the way Dr. Loveless is. Um, yeah, we're going to get into that. Uh, yep. That's going to be, a, that's going to be a fun one. Then, uh, for the rest of July, start creature triple feature. We're going alien. We're going predator. And we're going, I possibly again, the, the, the ultimate creature, the devil with the devil's advocate. Oh, I can't wait. Yep, and uh, then, finally uh, yeah. Al's back. Al's back, baby. Hooah! All right, so yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting Will Smith, we're getting Arnold, and this month, and we're getting Pacino. Yeah, a lot and, of fun there. Yep, and we're getting Sigourney Weaver in uh, in, in you know in, in one of her one of her you know probably her best role. Or one of her best roles. It's 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 going to be a hot July, guaranteed. So, oh, it's getting uh, very hot. Sit back, here. sit back, grab an iced tea, and and, and listen to the greatest movie. And of we're all time we're podcast. getting closer and closer and closer to our season finale, where we count down our previous fifty movies. It's going to be big, and there's going to be there's going to be drinks, fireworks, not drunk by me. Yep, going to be some going to be some fireworks in that one. So thank you so much for joining us, Mark. I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Happy. Thanks for jumping on this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, and go ahead and, uh, and plug your, uh, your podcast. What's it called? Where can you find it? And when's it come out? Um, basically we're just doing about one show a month now. It's called the achieve balance podcast. It's a new balance based podcast. Um, it's on every streaming platform that I can think of. So excellent. Excellent. There you go. All right. And Derek, we have, uh, you know, this is maybe it's a little bit in the future. I guess this is next week. But do you have anything coming up on the greatest album of all time podcast? Yeah, uh, right now, Jir and I, um, I know we promised Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. It's a long, tedious album to get through for some people. Um, cough, cough, Gia. Um, but we're going to get to it eventually. Right now, we're actually working on Animals by Pink Floyd. I'm surprised That's you're not doing the Wild Wild West soundtrack. <laughs> it's uh, Animals is a five-song album. Each couple of songs are long, but uh, trying to figure out how to how to tackle that one, but uh, you know this show is very sporadic at this point. We're trying to get back to a good schedule, but um, yeah, sounds good. Excellent. Well, I want to thank everyone so much for uh, for joining us. Certainly, uh, thank Mark Volcino for for joining us as a guest this week. I, as always, have been your co-host, Ricky Balboa. Ah, and your co-host, 
the master of disaster, the 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 the, the, the fuck it. I'm Keep. Just, um, oh nope, you're still going. Go ahead. Keep going the distance, everyone. <laughs>